Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Um, no. Do you want to hear this drama with the security guard man? Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot that you were gonna tell me that. <laughs> okay, so yesterday, straight up, swear to God, because it was Monday yesterday, uh-huh. and it's been like three weeks, and I've just been pissed off because I'm yes. like, we were flirting so hard, and like everyone knew about it. And he's cute. And I've already mentioned that I've masturbated to him before. So. <laughs> well, the the episode did release. So maybe. Yeah, it's heard. out. It's already out there. <laughs> I don't think he understands technology that way. He's older. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, no. I just got a picture of the Beatles. Wilfred Brimley. And they, all, <laughs> and they are all Wilfred Brimley Beatles. And it says the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that to you? Did they know? <laughs> they didn't. I have to send it to you. I'm sending it to you now. Continue. Um. So yesterday I said, if I don't hear from him today, that's it. I've had it. I'm <gasps> over it. Right. Uh-huh. So I didn't hear from him yesterday. So I was just like, okay, it's over. And then one of like the higher ups walks into my restaurant today and she's like, Hey, I gave your manager a letter. You got a really nice letter <gasps> from, from one of the guests. And I was like, when she's like, what? she's like, like yesterday. <gasps> and, um, she goes so yeah the manager has it she's like do you remember him and she told me she said his name and i was like like the head of security and she's like yeah he like really liked you oh my god and i was like jesus christ so so (laughs) it happened okay i'm gonna read you okay but first look at the beatus okay it's in the instagram oh i don't i was on instagram okay i'm like i don't have it (laughs) um so uh you're learning and i love that oh my god they're all so hot I know your type is Wilfred Brimley meets no, the Beatles. No, this man is not Wilfred Brimley. He's a very he's like six foot two. He's a security man. He's just like fifty seven. He's just older. okay. Okay. So anyway, I walk in to my boss and I'm like, "Yo, where's that letter?" And I have a letter from my CE, the CEO of my company. And here's what it says. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, because this guy, this guy that who I was flirting with all all week three weeks ago mm-hmm. is connected to the whole hotel, whole hotel like everyone knows oh my is, god right? no way <laughs> right dear bobby your name was mentioned in an email from the guy uh-huh. first first and last name and his uh <laughs> his company name which uh-huh. i've gotten plenty of reviews never get a last name certainly never get a company name <laughs> yeah uh he said well you were mentioned in an email from him to chris jeff's words bobby Always greeted me with a smile and spunk when I came down for breakfast. She is very efficient and fun. This was always a great way to start my long day. Because he kept telling me, I'm having long days. Like, I can't, like, we can't meet up because I have a long day. Oh. Um, and, he, and then the CEO was like, Bobby, I appreciate you taking exceptional care of our guests. It's great for them to have you on our team. And it's the CEO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, <laughs> again, what kind of fucking review has the first and last name? Mm-hmm. and his like he i know because like i know where he's from yeah so i know how to find him right now oh my so do God. i do i send him just like a little like note that says hey no <laughs> tell him to get on a microphone and headphones and send him a link to this right now 
and be like, hop on or else. <laughs> I don't have his like inf- I case. So this of course, is like, I know. This, but I think it, this is actually kind of like the funness of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because a couple trains of thought. A, he obviously can't stop thinking about me. It has uh-huh. been three weeks. And uh-huh. um, this is dated August, not July. Okay. When he was there, so, okay? yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it just got lost. Right. Right. And <laughs> it's the first and the last name and the company. So what I'm going to have to do is find out like the company letter, like the, the physical yes. address and write yes. him a letter, yeah. which I think he likes. Yes. He likes it. He's this old. Is old school. Yeah. It's he old likes school. the Pony Express. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like I could give him one of my cool, like hand drawn. I have good handwriting shit. Yeah, you do. Um, and, uh, but I also have another train of thought that his employee was like, shit, I got something from her. I lost the, I lost the note. Cause I gave, I didn't give him my number directly. I gave it to his, one of his employees. Right. Right. Because he was busy. I was like, you, right. you work for him. Right. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, here's this, just, here's my number. Yeah. So what do you think? What should I do? <laughs> I think you should write him. Uh, I should just write him a little thing that just says, hey, like. Uh, thanks for the review. Thanks for the review. I'm also going to be like, I've never seen a review like this. It felt suggestive. So if nothing else, let's just be friends. Here's my number. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, clearly he can't stop thinking about me. Well, I can't stop thinking about you. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Not like that, you guys. That's uh, fine if it's like that. It's uh, <laughs> Spence, it's not. <laughs> Today's episode's about drugs. Bad yeah. drugs. This is going to be a bad drugs episode. Next, the part two will be a fun drugs episode. I guess I'll just key up some trigger warnings. <laughs> <laughs> this shit doesn't even bother me, but I do think it's a... I know, but I think people should be warned about what they're getting into. Yeah, guys, sorry you have to hear about our terrible lives that we had to live also <laughs> just to just to say people did live terrible lives also like trauma is not the olympics you know oh, who I'm absolutely talking to not you. absolutely like not, yeah. one trauma is not greater than the other and just mm-hmm. i uh, received some feedback that like somebody said i have nothing to be like upset about because my at my ace score is like a one and yours is like a nine and i'm like fuck those those weren't even all encompassing. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. weren't even all encompassing traumas that could count. Well, and and I, wish you guys, I wish you guys would listen to the whole episodes because I'm like, you can have nothing wrong with you and have a chemical imbalance. It's okay to be depressed and have yes. a perfect life. Like that's yes. all right. Also, it's not the Olympics. Like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to stand on a gold medal for like how traumatized my childhood was. I know that there are worse. I know that there are not worse, but that doesn't mean it isn't valid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, I hated that when I tried to kill myself, how my grandma was like, so many people have it worse than you. I'm like, what the fuck is your point? Yes. Like, you don't have to be happy all the time. People, you know, like, thank you for reaching out and being like, you know, but like, you don't need to feel like your shit doesn't matter because, you know, my mom right. beat the hell out of me. And your mom used to beat the, you know, like, we, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you're you're important and you're valid yes. <laughs> you know yeah. your shit's valid yeah i'm not talking to you i'm talking to the person who you're talking about yeah no i know you i'm just sitting by and saying yeah 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 because i yeah. i've been listening to a few of the episodes and i shouldn't be doing that because it makes me very self-conscious but i'm always like yeah 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 that's all i do this whole <laughs> two hours yeah 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 um <laughs> i like listening i think we're funny i'm not gonna lie to you like <laughs> But I also like forget because we've been doing this for like six fucking months, longer, yes. eight, yeah, and uh, holy shit, nine. Um, 
By the way, guys, it's Kendra's birthday in two days. So let's just give her a shout out. You're, it's this coming out after her birthday, but birthday Thank shout you. out. I and don't. To, d- mm. You don't want. I don't remember anybody's birthday, so I don't expect anybody to wish me happy birthday. Well, no it's, one knows what today is. No one knows what this fine. date is. Fine. <laughs> like, no one knows. Cool. What, well, don't wish me know? happy birthday whenever you hear this. <laughs> yeah, get fucked. She doesn't want to hear about it. So what I'm trying to say is make sure that you wish her a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so do you want to talk about your mom conversation or what? Oh, um, before we get like too deep dive in this. Yeah. Or should we so do this at the end? What do you think? No, let's just do it now. Okay, Cause this cool. is what people want to hear. Whatever. <laughs> I guess maybe they don't want to hear it. I think um, they do. My mom it. called me and you know, she's trying to be more accountable. Has she been listening? Well, no, she, she has no idea that this exists. I fucking, I just don't believe that. Just how my mom's like, I haven't she doesn't. really listened. I'm like, bitch. Yes, you have. She okay, doesn't anyways. because she she would be like pissed she would be if she knew that people would be hearing things like this about her you know what i mean but she called me yeah i know <laughs> i talked to my mom <laughs> <laughs> she called me and she was like talking to me about something and she's just like i want to be more accountable or whatever and i was like well it's hard to have conversations with you in person because i think we have that like kind of like fear base in person but when i'm in my safe space and home i can tell you whatever i want and i want to tell you something i don't appreciate you blaming the bad years on my period because oh my god dude <laughs> it's seriously like the most like fucking clown shoes comment i've ever heard of yes because i was period? like period yeah i was like right. you know you know that i had a very hard time with a lot of things and i just like laid it all out and then she, this was like an hour and a half, you guys. Mm-hmm. So like later on in the conversation, she was like, I have to talk to you about something. And I was like, okay, go ahead. And she's like, I've been meaning to tell you this for a couple of like maybe a year, six months, something like that. I'm really sorry about what happened with person. Uh, yeah. Bad dad. Nope. The guy that uh, cornered me in the kitchen. Oh, okay. So, okay, but like, have we released that? No. Oh, okay. Well, no. shit. That, I don't think that story's ever going to be released because it was in like one of the ones that we're going to throw away. Um, yeah, but I think we're going to mention it right now in this drugs episode. We're going to mention it right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what so happened? I guess it hasn't been released. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was this kid who is a couple years older than me was at my mom's house drinking. And he was a minor and I, um, I was like 14. He cornered me in the kitchen and he was making advancements on me. And I was scared for my life because I was 14. And he was like, you've always liked me. And I was like, no, leave me alone. And he was like, yeah, he even tried a little really harder and he was moving towards me. And I called him. I said, I think you're, I think you're trash. I think you're nothing. And I was just scared shitless. I knew he was like, I was, I was thinking he was going to rape me. And, mm-hmm. uh, so he slapped the, well, me. And the, re- the reason why this is such a scary situation too, because I feel like you really fell to grasp this. Cause I've heard the story a couple of times is your mom is there, but you know, she's not going to, she's not there for you. Right. She's, she, she's physically there, but she's not, she's not going to help you out. Right. And she, um, anyway, I'll tell the rest of the story. He slapped me. Because I insulted him Mm -hmm. and he was drunk 
and he's also a violent person and i feel very bad for the people he's married to now the person he's married to now because i know she's getting abused because of this exact situation um but he hasn't had any growth obviously right uh not that i know because i haven't talked to him since this incident but uh yeah he slapped me across the face i ran and i called the police and because the police had been to my house too often uh because my sister kept running away uh, they took their time to come, and by the time they came, my the slap had been diminished from my face. I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. But my mom, <clears throat> she defended shit. It's okay. You can bleep, you can bleep it. <clears throat> I won't remember where it is. Well, whatever. I can do okay. this one. I'll do this one. It's fine. Okay. Um, because you did not edit out a certain someone, certain love letter someone, and I went through and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this will note be the boy. mystery. This will be the mystery. I've, uh, I've hashtagged him note boy, and um, only one person has guessed it. <laughs> so, Ooh, anyway. Tell me real quick, to, and then I'll edit that out. I'll just send you a message. Okay, thank you. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> about your traumatic uh, story. <laughs> so, anyway, he, she defended him and wasn't in my corner and told the cops that I was crazy and... So she told me that today. She said, I should have been in your corner. I feel very guilty about it. And I think it was one of the things that really had an effect on our relationship. And I told her, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And she was like, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. And I didn't believe you. Good. That's awesome. How do you feel? Do you feel good? I feel really good. She said, Nobody would tell me what was going on because all I was saying was, he slapped me, mom. He slapped me. And he was like, why would I slap her? And I was like, I have the mark right here, bro. Didn't say bro because it wasn't uh, <laughs> the two, well, 2010s. Well, it's, also, it's also just like, okay, I'm just trying to figure out what it's like to be a mom. But if my kid was like, yo, a person who's a guest at our house just slapped me. Yeah. Whether I believed my kid or not, I'd be like, you need to go till I figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think she's coming to grips with some things. Um, I'm really, um, I mean, like I, because I, I mean, like I still had a similar conversation with my mom last week where it was like, I'm happy you're recognizing it. Like that is a huge relief. Yeah. But it's also like, where the fuck was your brain, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why I keep telling her like. Why were you partying with a teenager? Yes. And then... Yes. And then everything else that followed. Like, what the fuck? Yes. (laughs) I just tell her, like, having these conversations, hearing you be more accountable, that's what's laying the road to healing for me. And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that sometimes I have to bring other things up because they're, in the moment, affecting me. I'm not trying to bring them up to make you be punished or anything. I'm just trying to heal from my trauma too and i know you have yours and she's like okay so we're working yeah, on that, it that that is that is kind of like with the conclusion my mom and i reached because she didn't really take accountability for a lot but the stuff that she did i was like look man i mean like i don't i don't know what it's like to be you all i can do is talk about what it's like to be me and you know that that's that and thanks for recognizing what you're recognizing and yeah working on yourself it's huge when that's all I ever wanted was for my mom to like work on herself and do better. So yeah, same, same. Congrats. That's awesome. Congrats to you. You'd had the same (laughs) conversation. So I feel like your mom's doing better than mine, but it's not, again, not a competition. I've been yelling at her a lot longer than you have been yelling at yours. Well, I just haven't been talking to my mom. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Well, and she likes to pull the, I'm totally different, Bob. She don't even know me anymore. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know how to uh, confirm or deny that because she's right. I don't know her anymore. But yeah, yeah. she's also doing a lot of things that I don't like. So, <laughs> mm. All right. Let's get into this drug motherfucking episode. Woohoo! We've been waiting for this. I mean, we've been trying to do this a minute. Yeah. You know, I think what's funny, and I think uh, a lot of our like uh, classmate listeners who are main bulk of our listenership right now yeah we love you thanks guys, guys. Thank you so we much. love you class like, 06 <laughs> no it's been like i'm like ah i just love these people thank you yeah, yeah um but i think a lot of you would be surprised to know that i'm like a stoner and i do cocaine during christmas at christmas time and <laughs> uh like i've done acid and dmt and all this stuff and i shrooms and stuff so i think um because, like, when I was in high school, I was pretty, like, I mean, I wasn't a straight edge because I hate straight edgers, but uh-huh. I was, my de- like, I, I didn't drink or do drugs. Like, I didn't really break the law. Um, right. I was, I was one of those punks that was like, I'll follow the law, which is, I know, I know it's a weird, <laughs> I know people are like, that's not a real punk. But there were this, like, group of punks that were like, okay, I'll follow the fucking law and show you that it can be done because obviously you don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's, it was very no effects of me, even though... Because, like, Fat Mike... No, seriously, Fat Mike didn't start drinking and doing drugs until he was in his 20s, so he and I have the same life. Um, Who's Fat Mike? The lead singer of No Effects. Oh, God. Flash basis. Sorry. I am sorry I did that to you. Uh, so, uh, we grew up in a very, you know, small town. I don't know if you caught on to that yet. But uh, the D.A.R.E. program, this was the 90s, so the D.A.R.E. program was running rampant. Did you do it in Cali at all? Uh, yeah. Um, what years did you do it? Um, I remember, oh, hell if I know, girl. Well, okay, so here, I moved from California in first grade, so mm-hmm. well, okay, I just feel so like it was there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we did Red Ribbon Week every year. Yeah. But I feel like kindergarten and fifth grade were the years that they really did it. And then I think like, I think like seventh grade or eighth grade with Mrs. Polson. Um, oh yeah. Eighth grade. The, the thing that like, this sticks with me because, okay, my dad, my dad had always had, um, drug problems as far as I knew. Okay. Yeah. And my mom is definitely the type of person, like, when I got, like, a really bad spinal tap, she wouldn't give me pain pills because she thought I was going to be addicted. Like, my mom goes too hard with her <laughs> what's going to yeah. be, you know, like, she thinks everyone's an addict. And, you know, this is a side effect of, A, being raised Mormon in a small town where no 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 knowledge, no information, and then having my dad as her spouse, right? Yeah. So, Darren Kindergarten and Darren Fifth Grade are vastly different, and here's why. <laughs> um... When I was in kindergarten, I didn't realize the consequence of being open. And yeah. it's funny, I was because th- it's really actually funny. I wrote a paper, and it was so good. I got I got a a radio spot. And oh here my we are. gosh! And I would just straight up was like, you know, my dad has a problem, and he's trying really hard, but it's taking control of his life, and it's hard on us. And like, I was very like, here's a five year old just like laying it out. And um, I remember going to like. <laughs> what is the what is the uh local radio station ksvc yeah <laughs> richfield salina <laughs> uh resident richfield and Edison. anyway and <laughs> i remember going in there and i was with it was like i i think i'm the only one who got picked from our class it could have been someone else and then it was like a kid older than me like and then like you know every grade was represented yeah 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 so um 
I just was like straight up honest. It was, you know, a fifth, a five-year-old speaking, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, between kindergarten and fifth grade, which is obviously five years, I learned about the facade and (laughs) shame about having an addict for a dad. Yes. And my parents had divorced twice since then. And, uh, I remember getting up and doing my talk in fifth grade, my dare talk, and I got a D on it. <gasps> and I. What? <laughs> yeah. So I went from a radio spot in fifth grade to lying through my fucking teeth, not being real at all. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. because I've always liked to write, um, and I remember being, having like this fight with myself. Because it's like, A, this isn't honest. And I, I, I like being honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like, I can't stand up in front of, you know, I loved my fifth grade class. You, whoever, yeah. Everyone who was in it knows Mrs. Gleave's class represent. But uh, <laughs> I remember standing there and just lying and having the weakest, one of the weakest papers I've ever written in my life. Mm-hmm. But I also remember that the sheriff... Or the, the the police chief was there, yeah. And <laughs> his his wife was my mo- one of my mom's best friends, and he was an alcoholic who beat the hell out of her. Oh my god! So you can't even like you just know that you're you're seeing all the facades. Yeah. So I'm just like, what the fuck is the point of this class? You know what I mean? Wow, wow. And I'm just like, whatever. So I got a D on this paper, but in between kindergarten and fifth grade, a bunch of fucking shit happened. In that, you know cops got called all the time the SWAT team came to my house mm-hmm. um, because my dad was killing my mom yeah <laughs> or at least it sounded like it um, and I remember because I remember kind of getting in trouble for that radio spot with my dad like I'm the more we do this podcast the more I'm realizing like oh my dad really doesn't like me and maybe he has <laughs> reasons <laughs> but like <laughs> I, someone told me to write a, a paper about drugs and I was like, I know a lot about this. I'm going to write a paper about it in fifth grade it, it, when I was five in kindergarten. Yeah. And then like, he wasn't super happy with it. I think the suicide attempt happened after that where I walked yeah. in on him, you know, rehab after rehab. I fucking hate, I mean, you know, right. Rehab yeah. family functions like family diet rehab is the worst thing on the planet. Mm. Never had that before because <laughs> nobody went to rehab. Your mom never went to rehab? No. She went um, to jail for... Right to jail for uh, drunk driving, the accident that she went in. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Oh, they didn't even try to rehabilitate her? That's too bad. Um, my, But yeah, so like my dad was like killing my mom. I think actually the neighbors called the cops that day because we were being, they were being extra loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just remember because like my sisters, she lived upstairs and my mom's window, upstairs windows are huge. They're like beautiful. Like the lighting in my mom's... Um, I love the natural light in my mom's house. But we were looking out my sister's window and they were surrounding the fucking house. <laughs> what? <laughs> to get my dad because he was like so methed out. And um, this is actually one of the reasons why I believed in God for so long because I believed that my dad was possessed by the devil that day. Oh my God. Like I remember and my sister and my, like my siblings and I talk about this still. He was sitting in the corner he had like he was in like a canadian tuxedo denim on top denim on bottom button up he had his fucking mullet and he was messed out right and he's like they're gonna have to fucking kill me he's telling his children that 
That's so scary. And again, my dad's a big guy. <laughs> like all the Alvy work, you know, we're, I think we're descendants of Vikings. We have to be just based off our stature. <laughs> but like, um, it took like six cops to get him down. I watched them wrestle. He was like straight up throwing people around. And this was back in the day when, you know, like my mom called the cops. They took my dad away. And then she gets to decide if she's going to press charges. Now the mm. the DA mm. presses charges. So I'm wow. pretty sure my mom has something to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the reason why mich- you can't write missionaries long letters. <laughs> it's <laughs> all <the> re- Bobby's <laughs> fault. <laughs> she's the reason why the DA presses charges against domestic violence. But um, yeah, like my mom, um, she got the church sent my dad to rehab a time, at least one time. I think his work sent him one time too. Mm-hmm. But we've discussed this. My dad was a long haul truck driver and he got crank and stuff with his route orders, like his orders because yeah. you could, it wasn't electronic and you could fudge the logs, the, fucking, the logs. So like, yeah, it was part of the culture. We have like we have a lot of I know of a lot of our classmates. Not a lot. At least like six or seven. Dads were also long haul truck drivers also had meth problems because yeah. it was the culture, you know what I mean? Yeah. All most of them had mullets. <laughs> that was the real problem. That was the real problem. But um Yeah, just like uh I, I, do you want me to tell the, the, the PCP story? Mm, did you? Uh, I don't know what the PCP story is. Okay. I kind of brushed over because this was the day my dad tried to molest me. And this is the day that he, my sister says she doesn't like the word molested, but he successfully fondled my sister. Okay. Yeah. So my mom and dad were broken up. And I never in my life seen my dad act this way before. Okay. <laughs> so that's why okay. I think he wasn't doing meth. I think he was doing PCP. And PCP, you know is very scary to me. I think it's like one of the scariest drugs you can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like meth is scary. Heroin is scary. Don't fucking do PCP. Don't do meth and heroin, but for sure don't do PCP. <laughs> yeah. Don't but, do um, one of those. since I was like my mom's little best friend, she had a boyfriend in Nephi. We went to Nephi. She's like with this drunk guy. <laughs> she, she parks at the city park and it's like midnight. And I'm, she like makes me a bed in the back of the station wagon. I'm like seven what? And or no, I was like I was like five or six. And this uh, sounds real fucked up, honestly. It sounds like a normal day, a normal weekend. So Nephi, by the way, is like it's kind of like the transient town, and it's like on the high, it's on the freeway. There's a lot of like sketchy shit going on in Nephi. I feel, yeah. but yeah. I've seen I've seen the underbelly because my mom <laughs> dated him. Um, <laughs> oh. So my mom and her boyfriend had been hanging out for like hours. I hung out with him for part of the time, but she'd like put me to bed in the back of the car. Suddenly my fucking dad pulls up, like tears in right next to us. And all I see are shadows, but you remember how like those heavy fucking like super duper heavy picnic tables from back in the day that were like heavy duty wood. Like, and like, I think they were that heavy. So they wouldn't blow away. And so they wouldn't get stolen. Right, right. My dad was literally using like two fingers and lift, just barely lifting them, and they were flying. Jesus, straight up fucking flying. That's like scary. I, well, I mean, like I was glad that he came and got me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this was well, before. you were in a bad situation, right? Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool, my dad's coming to get me, and like, 
you know, we're we're rough. I like we used to we did like underground boxing when we were growing up. So like we're we're <laughs> we're not not violent. Okay, there was anyway. Fight Club <laughs> happening. <laughs> there was child. There was baby Fight Club in the horse stalls. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he was just like, and he beat like I saw Danny a couple days later, and his face was just like destroyed. Wow. And um my dad picked me up and drove me home and then he tried to like do inappropriate shit to me mm-hmm. and then he went home and then woke up the whole entire house because he fell down the stairs crying. <laughs> it was the weirdest fucking night. Like <laughs> the weirdest like it, that and that's why I I'm think not it was trying also, to laugh. No, I'm I know but like I think that's why it was like it's it's whatever. Um I think that's why it's like he was doing something different that day. Like he got a bad he got a bad freaking stash or something. Mm-hmm. He got on something different. Maybe they were out of the mess so they gave him the PCP. And then he went and did what he did to my sister. And like he doesn't be- he doesn't remember. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But mm-hmm. this is a very vivid night for <laughs> everyone who was yes. involved except for my dad. Yeah. So it's just like shit like that was going down a lot. Like very like. I don't know if for those of you who have never been around a meth head, mm-hmm. how lucky are you? <laughs> but like, it's scary. It's sporadic. There's a funkiness to it. Like there's just like a, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, you know, when you have like, this is what it reminds me of, you know, when you have like an overhead light and there's like three light bulbs in it, it's yeah. like two of them are out. Oh, that's what it feels like. That feeling where you're like, ugh, this feels like, trashy and like dark Mm -hmm. that's what uh someone on meth their energy feels like to me but your mom let's talk about your mom a little bit no no (laughs) i um i wanted to talk about the dare program because when we were preparing for this Mm -hmm. (laughs) i came across a a quote a tweet Mm -hmm. (laughs) i wanted to read it drugs are really expensive (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's from (laughs) Oh, shit. Sorry, I have to burp. I do not feel good. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's from at Q underscore review. Mm-hmm. It says, anyone else remember the D.A.R.E. program? We showed up on day one, little kids, knew nothing <laughs> about drugs, and they taught us all the names of all the drugs. All the street drugs. And all, all the street, street lingo to get the <laughs> drugs. The places in town you could find drug dealers and then said, don't do drugs. Okay, bye. <laughs> No, I remember, dude. Okay, eighth grade, dare. Do you remember eighth grade, dare? Because I just, I really want to talk about that. Yes, for sure. Fucking shadow box (laughs) of every drug known to goddamn man. (laughs) Like, I remember finding like syringes from my dad because he was shooting up meth, but I never remember seeing the fucking meth (laughs) (laughs) until that day in fucking dare. (laughs) I was so miserable with my mom that I was like, "What's up, Golden Obrey?" can I see these drugs after the whole assembly? I was like, Hey, can I see these up close? And he's like, I guess. And I was like, can I hold it? And he was like, no. And I was like, listen, he didn't know, but I was like, I would really love, I would really love to find some of this in my house. If I could just like, I was like, can I smell it? And he was like, no. And I was like, what does it smell like then? How am I supposed to know what it looks like? These just looks like crushed up herbs. And he's like, it smells like oregano. And I'm like, guess I got to go find out what oregano smells like. Well, guess I know what I'm doing with my allowance. Well, then he's just like, (laughs) I guess I better go find some weed on the street so I can know if it's in my mom's house. But he was like, oh, you'll know. You'll know when you smell it. 
but I didn't and I still don't because for the longest time I was convinced that people that there was just skunks everywhere and that's like well I mean and there, oh. there are there are shits on a skunks uh, <laughs> but still I think they were I've mostly got, weed I've smokers. Gotten pulled, <laughs> I've gotten pulled over with weed in my car before and being like oh my god I had a skunk and yeah, he's like, I can smell it, and I'm like, yeah, oh my god, how silly! I'm like, I'm still so bad, but yeah, I've just been in agony for the past couple days. And he's like, all right, well, good luck, and I'm like, see ya, Bobby. <laughs> you're giving the worst advice, <laughs> uh, or the best advice. Here's the, here's the real advice: one law at a time, people. Break one, break one law at a time, because you can usually get out of it. <laughs> um. No, it's funny because uh, they 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 we didn't have an assembly. They gave us the fucking shadow box, dude. We just had an assembly. That's like so crazy to me that you got to like touch the shadow box. Yeah, like, and I think it was like I'm like, okay, this is the last year they could have possibly shown us that we wouldn't have stolen it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> There's you're still a little bit afraid of cops. <laughs> We're still a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> you're not right. You're not um, coloring upside down anarchy signs or anything anywhere. So. Upside down anarchy signs. You yeah, what's pen- the? You mean a pentagram? An upside That's down right. star? <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, what the fuck's an upside Wait, down? What's anarchy? the anarchy sign? An A with a circle in oh, it. Yeah, yeah. You're still writing the the weird S's. You're not. You're I not hating th- cops. I always fucking thought anarchy was the dumbest thing because, like, of course we <laughs> all were writing the anarchy sign because that was it was just the 2000s. That's what we were doing. But I was like, I've never met a true anarchist that didn't group up with other anarchists and then become a organization <laughs> like so, you have a symbol so yeah i mean it's like anarchy isn't an actual i mean it's a fun <laughs> idea but it's no one's ever doing no one's doing anarchy <laughs> everyone's a fucking poser that's pretty funny um but i do remember uh one of my buddies <laughs> so i knew what meth looked like but like I was hanging out with one of my friends once and he's like, you want to smoke some meth? And I was like, what? No. (laughs) And he like opened his hand and he had like a shard of meth. And I was like, go flush that right now. When, where, when was this? Oh, this was like five years ago. (laughs) Oh my God. But he, the same guy, uh, I brought him along to like my close friend group, uh, Christmas hang. And someone goes, I, I could do some cocaine right now. And he, like, plops the biggest sack of cocaine. What? <laughs> On the fucking uh, middle of the table like that. And I was just like, they weren't being serious, man. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, we're going to go. I'm sorry. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we're going to do this cocaine. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, but I loved Dare. I thought it was... Um, fun enough i guess but i also like really hate okay so here's what's the struggle of growing up in a small town mm-hmm. and you have okay so like our experience with like drugs and alcohol was extremely bad right yeah so i remember um because i've always been a goofy bastard and all the stone i was friends with all the stoners in high school and they're like please come get high with us like you'd love it you'd be like so funny you just you know plus i'm sure people people had to have seen that i was you know tense obviously yeah <laughs> yeah but in my head i'm thinking you know because we were raised the gateway drug it's a gateway drug and weed is just as bad as meth Mm -hmm. and i remember (laughs) 
Jesse Higdon. Oh my god. <laughs> By the way, the did we release the one where I sent about the chalk thing already? We released I don't that, know. right? I I'm, think we did. We're not going to ever release any of these episodes anymore. <laughs> just <laughs> no, no, just no. assume we haven't. No, no, no. I think we have because like someone told him, someone snitched cuz like 2 days later he watched my stories. <laughs> Anyways, hey Jesse. He and I were buddies in high school, so I was giving him a ride home one day, and he was like, you want to just, like, get stoned at my house? I'll smoke you out. And I was like, no, I'm I'm worried that if I smoke, I'll just, like, end up pregnant. <laughs> and he goes, I'm thinking about this now and how dorky it is. <laughs> Especially because with, like, my image, people are like, how does she not know more? <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, what the fuck? You know what happens when you do drugs? A baby. <laughs> a baby. Well, Jesse goes, uh, well, I mean, do it with someone you trust, like someone who's not going to rape you. Oh and I was God. like, no, not rape. My just inhibitions will just be solo. And he's like, that's not how it works. But I was like, yeah. no, I'm good. Thanks. Anyways. Like I was driving him home from school, you know, and he's like, I'll get, I'll smoke you up. And like, now I'd be like, fuck yeah. But, like, <laughs> but I was like, no, because I will end up pregnant. But he was probably like, what is this bitch even saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, that sounds an awful, very Mormon of you. Because I was like, I don't want to lose control. Yeah. <sighs> I've never been out of control. I've just been, well, I guess out of control because I have no filter. And I can take tangents really far away. Well, but like, no, that's the thing, right? Is um, we're describing like a night of excessive alcohol drinking. Right. Not, not smoking a bowl. <laughs> After school with Jesse. <laughs> like, that's not what we're talking about. Like, I've had a lot of like questionable sexual experiences when I'm drunk, but like never when I'm high. <laughs> yeah, but if you start being high in high school, what happens to you then? Well, no, I think that's actually interesting because I've been observing because I just, you know, I think it's interesting. Yeah. But um, a lot of people who are stoners in high school can't do it now. It makes them too paranoid. Hmm. Not everybody, but a lot. They're just hmm. like, I can't do it. Like, my anxiety shoots through the roof. And I think it's because you're developing. Like, I don't think you should smoke weed in high school. No. I don't think you should drink in high school. Hmm. I mean, part yeah. of me, part of me no, says I agree. maybe you should because, like, I feel like. I definitely had to get like my, I'm trying to figure out how to be an alcoholic sort of thing. Like I'm tr- tr- trying to figure out how to drink in my twenties, which is a very bad look to be like, I'm so- I was black. I was drunk. I'm sorry. And they're like, well, you're 27. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I've only been drinking for like four years. <laughs> <laughs> my liver is so pure. Um, I, I- should have learned this when I was 14. I'm sorry. I don't think, I mean, I started drinking very late in life as well. And one of my friends was like, I'm sorry that I threw up. And I was like, it's okay. I just never want to do that. Like I will take a, I will socially drink, but I'm never going to get that far because I'm in my thirties. I, I don't, I think I'm past the puking stage. You know what I mean? Well, I was talking to one of my coworkers today who is from Southern Utah. I adore her. She's been a fast friend, but um, she was, she's in recovery and she was like, we were talking about it and I'm like, well, man, what is, what is alcohol? Like what is excessive al- drug and alcohol abuse other than um, self-medicating? Like that's what it is. Hmm. Like you don't need to drink excessively because you are using the appropriate outlets like therapy and, oh right, you know what I mean? Because you don't have to. And like, I don't really drink have those as much resources as- or whatever. <clears throat> well, I mean, I do. <laughs> I mean, no, but like I was saying like, this has been a good resource. And then I started yeah. doing like meds and stuff and I've been drinking a lot less. Like I think at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was drinking, but right. Bef- well, before- the liquor stores were empty. So, <laughs> right. But like before the pandemic, 
and it's, it's probably just the industry I'm in. I, there were times where I was drinking every single night, which is so bad, but it's cause I was in pain, you know? Yeah. I was very sad. I was trying to figure things out and it's like, you know, I mean, aside from let's get to New York in two days, why was mm-hmm. my dad doing meth? I'm sure mm-hmm. he had pain. You know what I mean? <laughs> like mm-hmm. why was your mom drinking? Well, I think, I think, I think all of us were very misinformed growing up where we did sure. and kind of got stuck in some shit, you know? But, like, I'll never fucking do meth. And when people do meth, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like, they just don't know any meth heads, I guess. <laughs> you right. You know what I mean? Because, like, thanks to my dad, I will never, ever, ever do meth. Uh, thanks to Breaking Bad, I will never, ever do meth. <laughs> and thanks. I will never become a drug dealer. <laughs> Every time I start thinking, that's such a good idea. I'm going to get into the business. I'm like, no, not for me. <laughs> I um, am really trying to resist going like hardcore because it's like, it's just like such good money and it's never going to stop. I mean, as long as it's illegal, it's high price. No, honestly, like even with how, much, how much they tax it right now, though, people are like, like my friends from Vegas are like, I need to find a dealer. Like going to the dispensary is stupid. It's, it's too expensive. Mm. There you go. But I don't know. I, uh. I like going to a dispensary because probably I mean, should I edit love that out that we, what? you know, probably should edit out that we thought about dealing. <laughs> um, you can think this is, we can think whatever we want. There's no evidence that we're dealing. <laughs> so I'm not we're really not dealing. Worry. Well, and I said that I'm like, cause my grandpa has this trucking company, right? And it's like immaculate. And I'm like, grandpa, you haul crude. Like, let's start running drugs. <laughs> 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 I'm like, no one will ever suspect you. You have a 60 year immaculate. We could do it for like six months and be set. Like all of us millionaires for life <laughs> we just gotta run we just gotta run cocaine for six months like what's the big deal <laughs> the big deal is they might kill you in the end that's the big deal <laughs> not if you kill them first that's exactly the plot of breaking Walter. bad <laughs> well thanks to my dad i will also never watch breaking bad exactly that's why i'm like hey you should watch this now i know everyone's always trying to get me to watch it and i wish i could because i know like obviously like that fucking what's his chode um Aaron Wal- Paul. No, Walter White. What's his name? Oh, um, Brian Cranston. I love him. He's good in everything. He's great. So I'm really am bummed that I can't watch it, but whatever. Um, so when it came to my dad's abuse, and I don't know how much about with, with your mom's alcoholism, like, do you want to touch on that at all? Uh, she just made poor decisions, got us in sticky situations. Did you find the older you got, like... Cause I'm talking about kindergarten. There was no, it was like no holds bar. Like here's my story. And then by the time I got to fifth grade, I was like, so curled up in on myself and so sh- ashamed of what was happening in my home life. And so like conditioned to hide it. Did you feel that way too? Did you feel like the older you got, the more you had to hide it? I mean, well, obviously, right? the older I got, the more I saw and the more I saw, the more ashamed I felt. So I think I would agree. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was experiencing a lot of, neglect in like second through fifth grade and then abuse mm-hmm. ever since then right but it's a due to my period that's when i get <laughs> it so but yes it was i'm sorry that i laugh so hard because honestly it's that's, just ridiculous it's so frustrating no but it's so frustrating that she said that it's just like because i know how you feel where you're just like are you fucking for real <laughs> but like spencer and i are like dead <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, I like, can't. Honestly, I'm sorry. I keep bringing it up. It's like it's no, I because I, I'm putting myself in your shoes. Where I'm like, if my mom said that to me, I probably would drive down and kill her. Like I'm, you're holding. You're great restraint. Great restraint. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, uh, so, a, I'm saying a lot on this episode. A lot also, of incriminating I, things. <laughs> I felt like. Uh, I felt like I was already like not accepted well enough in my school, like mm-hmm. by my classmates. So I couldn't be like, I couldn't not have, have. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I moved to Richfield, I was like, well, this is a chance to be somebody that I want to be and mm-hmm. de- definitely put on the facade for that. So yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't think I could say anything. Yeah. And I wonder how much of it is just teenage shit and you yeah. having your period or (laughs) but seriously like how many teenagers think i'm the only one experiencing this you know well and like lisa and i were talking about it too because um abby who i've told us i don't know if i told the story or not um i'm gonna tell it again deal with it the way that abby and i met was i was at my dad's apartment where i walked in and i'm trying to kill himself (laughs) and we were at one of we were there for the weekend and abby lived just right like on the same block same street and we just happened to like they were playing outside and i just went over and started hanging out with them mm-hmm. and she has three sisters and they're i love them all like whatever and we were hanging out and at some point her dad screeched in and threatened to kill her mom you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so i was like part of me thought because Lisa brought this up today where, because like Linda said, who is her mom? When I told her that like my mom was abusive, she's like, how did I not know? And because uh, like I was, we were, Abby and I were inseparable till like s- s- sixth grade. Right. And um, I was like, because we kept it a secret. But it's also like, but I also feel like experiencing Abby's house in that moment where I was like, oh, everyone's going through this. Made me be like, why don't you need to talk about it? Everyone's going through it. You right. Know? So two sides man (laughs) yeah and then there was also that part where i was just like i'm so ashamed because lisa's a good example i know her family wasn't fighting like her parents are very happily married very happily in love they had of course issues here and there because that's marriage that's marriage i never saw them scream at each other i never saw either one of them raise a hand i've never seen her mom talk bad about her oscar and vice Mm -hmm. versa so it's like I was able to experience both and be like, oh, everybody else is like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like a few. But for the most part, I just assumed everyone was having a very leave it to beaver situation happening at home. Yeah. No, a lot of people have reached out to me from our hometown. It's been like, I just thought I was alone and I am mm-hmm. sad to know your story and I we need to catch up. And I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, but it's sad that a lot of us were going through so much pain uh-huh. and wasn't aware of it. I just like like to imagine an alternate universe where we all just talk to each other. Yeah, where we s- formed a secret club at Richfield that was like... Or a not-so-secret cl- club, you know? Well, like, yeah. A, you know, where it's just, like, just like, hey, yeah, here are our way cool friends. Because obviously all of us were loved by someone who didn't have a, like, a horrible, turbulent, abusive household, right? Yeah. So I think everyone were like, okay, you're going through some shit. I love you. You know, I think it just make it make it easier. It, empathy would come out yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 We also lived in the 90s where um, <coughs> grunge and heroin just went hand in hand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like everybody was being skinny and being on drugs. Yeah. Like heroin chic was the fashion 
and um, like Kurt Cobain was like everyone's hero. And when we were in high school, it was like the 10 year of his death. Mm-hmm. And he was like on the cover of Newsweek, cover on Rolling Stone. Like my walls were covered in like so many Kurt Cobain articles and pictures and shit because it was the 10 year. Yeah. But I mean, we, it was, it was in your face. Like uh, Allison Chains lead singer was on like everyone's hair. Like I think uh, Trent Reznor was on heroin. Uh, yeah. Like either, either heroin or drinking heavily. Like all the musicians, my, I'm talking about my world here. Um, but like, it was just totally normal. I mean, normalized, not yeah. normal, normalized. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I've been hearing about heroin chic for like, I've been taught, I've been thinking about this concept, heroin chic. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hero and chic. No, heroin but chic. just listening to you <laughs> say heroin chic is the only time it's made sense. I'd be like, oh, obviously it's not. I was just like, what does hero mean? I guess it's just like live. Like, I'm, just and not co- I'm not cool enough for that, I guess. <laughs> listen, I'm just oblivious to all of this. Heroin chic. Interesting. Heroin chic is like a body that's like a hanger. And I mean, we've discussed, we discussed on the, the confidence episode. Being super skinny is a struggle for girls, just like being big is, you know what I mean? Yes. But it was like, there was uh, a standard in the fashion industry, which has been heavily addressed in the past five to 10 years. Yeah. Where, you know, and, uh, and like from a fashion designer standpoint, having that no curve, <laughs> Uh, it was like canvas okay. is easy it's the easiest way to like make a piece of clothing you know yeah this is google it says heroin chic <laughs> this is the first time i'm looking it up uh, 90s fashion pale skin dark circles underneath the eyes mm-hmm. emaciated features androgyny and stringy hair all yep. traits associated with abuse of heroin or other drugs uh-huh mm. yep kate moss is the poster child for that interesting yeah but uh, it was definitely like a, I mean, and sometimes um, even now some some fashion houses use that just for the certain seasons or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you see it more like in winter and stuff, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just there, and it was like something. It was like something we knew about, but like something we didn't fully understand. I don't feel. Yeah. Yeah. And here in Utah. It's a huge, 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 huge problem. We will continue to talk about it forever. Where doctors are prescribing very serious narcotics Mm -hmm. to people for, like, surgeries and stuff. They get hooked, and then they turn to heroin or meth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a huge fucking problem here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your mom, I mean, talk talk to us about your mom and, like, pharmacy shopping and shit. Oh, yeah. So, like, one thing that my mom doesn't know that I know is that she, okay. So (laughs) I feel like, how do I say this? Before the internet existed, my mom would take a prescription, go to one drugstore, then go to another drugstore and then go to another drugstore. And there was like three in the County that she would hit up. And so would she just like call in the prescription to every single one of them? Or, like, because, like, how did she, she obviously didn't have the paper, right? Right. Like, how did she, like, how did she do it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is what I think. I don't know what she was doing, but she had friends that were on pills. A lot of pills. She had friends that had to stop talking to her because of drug addiction, which means she's... And enabling the drug addiction, right? Or benefiting from the drug addiction? I don't well, know. Well, I've, I've heard that, I've heard, because um, I have friends who are, you know, 
ex-junkies, you can smell it on each other. You can literally smell it. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. Well, or or people knew my mom had drugs and they would be like, I gotta pee. Would you just pause? Because I want to hear the story. Hold on. I just gotta really pee. So hold on one second. Okay. Okay. Okay, So water is my passion. And I've really just got to tell you how embarrassing it is, how much weight I've lost in the past month because I'm just active at work. It shows really my level of inactivity. Are you there? I'm uh, grabbing an antiacid. Okay. Are you there? Um, I have news too. Uh, Jesse Higdon watched my stories today as well. <laughs> <laughs> No, you want to hear something like water's my passion these days. I already told this story, but you weren't there. So uh, (laughs) I have lost an embarrassing amount of weight in the past month because I only once a day. I've always only ever done that. But like I walk so much at work Mm -hmm. and like I could barely like bend over because my pants were so tight when I first started a month ago. And now I can fit four checkbooks in like in the back of my pants when I'm like <gasps> running around. I love it. It's so embarrassing. You're like, not, I'm, you shouldn't be embarrassed. I'm so inactive when I'm not Listen, working. It's the fucking pandemic. We all are. No, but like I've known that forever. That's why I like to wait tables is because it's like I know I'm not going to exercise. Like the reason yeah. why I exercise, I only ever exercise for my job. Like when I was a nanny and I did two a days, it's because I like could drop the fucking kid off. Like that's the only yeah. reason why I exercise. Exactly. Sake. I only see the gym when I'm canceling my membership. <laughs> so <laughs> same i just like write in i'm like i'm moving across country <laughs> well no i thought when i've they asked me and i'm like uh because it's been six months and i haven't come once mm-hmm. and they're like well you can't do that i'm like well do you have one in park city they're like no i'm like okay i'm moving there then <laughs> <laughs> i was though um anyways Back to your story. Sorry I interrupted you. Don't you hate when you have to pee so bad that this trickle is slow, too? That was just happening. Oh, you're, you are so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how long she's going to take, but I'm going to hobble upstairs, grab an antacid, because I've been burping this whole episode. Yeah, are you, tired are, of muting you're it. not feeling good, you said. What's going on with you? You're just not feeling good? I'm just burping. Also, my back hurts, so. And then good. I was like, well, I better hobble over to the bathroom. You never answered my question about the old Epsom salt. Do you do Epsom salt soaks? No, I should. Start doing that, yeah. For sure. And put, like, maybe some lavender oil in it. Trust me. I've got me. all the things I just, like... This happens, like, all the time, and I'm just tired of it. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So you got to start treating yourself. And I think you should get Zaid over, honestly. Oh, is that the Italian yoga dude? That's my friend Zaid who went to Italy for three months to do to study yoga, yes. But he's not Italian. Oh, right. Makai is Italian. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I until on. now just thought they were the same person. Because <laughs> they both have names that are weird. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's, they're together. <laughs> um, I think I was just talking about how my friends, my, f- so my friend, my mom's friends were um all sketchy like Mm -hmm. did i tell this on any of the episodes she would like leave me in a room and then just go off with her friends for hours and sometimes days and i wouldn't have any like when this was going on Mm, 
10, 11, 12, and no, old enough to babysit some of their kids. You know what I mean? Mm, and so no like, food. Yeah, my mom would be and like. And they were just out on like a bender. Stay in this room and like don't go anywhere. And I was just like, I was just like, okay. Don't oh come outside. God, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, so, and then one of her friends died last year, two years ago, of a, just died. Like and cirrhosis or something? I don't know, but, um, oh, yeah, it was clear that her friends were on pills or mm-hmm. injectables or something, you know, so. Well, I mean, you can turn pills into anything, you know. And you like, can, it you could can be as them, easy. You can inject them. Yeah, it could be as simple as my mom went and smoked weed with these gals and lost track of time whatever oh, what we were right? talking about was prescription sh- or uh pharmacy shopping oh yeah because she kept like um i would just remember going to all these different pharmacies this they wouldn't they won't fill my prescription blah 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 and i'm like okay but then sometimes they would so we would just like shop all these different pharmacies i never understood why you couldn't just have one pharmacy i was thinking about yeah i know what you mean because like um there's these situations that you're put in when you're a kid, like within these sort of situations where your brain isn't old enough to figure out what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. And like, so like when you piece it together, cause like some things you, we haven't thought about for years. Right. And then when you look at them in adult eyes, you're like, Oh, that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. But when you're a kid, you're just like, this sucks. What are we doing? Why aren't they helping my mom? Yeah. You know what I mean, you're always like team mom. Cause like, obviously that's affecting your life is when she's cranky and she won't get drugs. Right. Um, what would she do like when she was with in withdrawal? Um, so I don't remember. Um, I know that she would sometimes run out of her drugs and be like, they won't refill it for four more days and I'm out, but I need it now. And I'm like, don't they give you enough for the month? And you know what? They usually give you 30, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes there's 31 days in the month. So sometimes right. you're going to be sol right well i mean if honestly when it stuff like this uh like where it's controlled yeah that's all this is like my depression pills i can get them refilled at any time just because like me and my doctor i can just shoot my doctor text be like i'm upping my pills and she'll be like cool but like with controlled stuff with like adderall and like Mm -hmm. i think xanax is too um they're they're like not as bad with my xanax but um it's like okay (laughs) i get prescribed three adderall a day and I know that there's 30 days in the month. Like, it's same with pain pills. It's like, mm-hmm. then just take a half one day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, figure your shit out. But it's like, if you can't make it, you have a problem. Yeah, that's true. And uh, my mom used to steal my grandparents' drugs. So, and she's never going to own up to that. But that's why all of the drugs in all of our houses are locked away. Interesting. I've, I've known uh, people who will, like, and this is in Panguage, who, because no one locks their door in Panguage, go, they just know people are at work and they just go through their, like, they just walk into their house and go through their shit to get pills. It's freaky. Wow, <laughs> like that, really? That kind, of, that kind of behavior really creeps me out. Yeah. Um, My aunt one time got a knee surgery and she suddenly had a new friend that lived down the street. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, can I come over? This is such a weird story. Hold on. Antacid's not working. Um, she <laughs> so she came over and she was like, "Hey, you're my new friend. Let's be new friends." And then like one time, she my aunt was in the back of her house in her room changing clothes, 
and this girl decides to come back and be like, look at, look how cute my new bra is and took off her shirt. My aunt was like, that's weird. Like, Mm -hmm. we're new friends. Like, you're being nice to me. We have kind of a connection. She was trying to get close real quick. Yeah. And then she was like, look, look how cute my new bra is. She's like, that's weird. Let's go. And then another time she was like, I got this for you. She like brought out like a little platter and she's like, I thought it would match your dishes. And she was like, what? And so she looks at the dish and it's, it matches her dishes, but the dishes that she's talking about are, are in tucked, the cupboard. are tucked way in the back Yikes. of the cupboard, not even at the front. And they're the Christmas ones that she's like hiding back there. You know what I mean? Yikes. So she, yeah. she's like, okay, oh so God. she's going through my cupboards. And then the last straw was that they were like going out on it like a relief society event or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like oh, okay i'll get the i'll get the door for you or like i'll lock up for you or whatever and she was like okay cool and so then they go and then she was like oh i'll be right back i'm gonna run to my house and i'll meet you there and my aunt was like okay and so she's like gets she, she walks down the road mm-hmm. my aunt leaves she forgets her water bottle super important or something she's forgotten something Wait, so what she, is she like, locking up like the church no her house why would your aunt let her lock up the house i don't know yeah, i don't that's know a little weird to me too so, <laughs> like, so my aunt your aunt no, so your aunt seems like an idiot <laughs> no my i think my aunt did lock the door uh-huh. and then Maybe she was like, oh, everything's locked up. I already checked or something. And so she's like, okay, cool. I already did or it or like, whatever. Oh, I already locked the door over here. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. And so, I thought you um, meant like she had like the keys and she's like, I'll lock up. You get ahead. No. And I'm like, what, the no. what kind of sense does that make? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> so she leaves and my aunt drives around the corner. She, she walks to her house to get her car. I'm going to drive separate or something. So she, my aunt leaves, remembers her water bottle, makes a quick U, he comes back. And she's, and like standing she's in the kitchen. No, she's walking back towards the house. And she's like, mm. that's weird. And then she sees my aunt and she like turns around quick and walks back. So my aunt gets the water bottle and she checks the back door and it's been unlocked. And she's like, she was, she was ready to come get my Percocets because yeah, I had a surgery. That's exactly what she was doing. So she like totally cut off that friendship, even though they still live down the road. I mean, that's Nuts. a good call because like, honestly, this is probably what I hate the most about drug addicts. Like the ones that are like, junkies and like meth heads it's like they're so stupid and their brains just like fucked Mm -hmm. and you're just like stop everything that you're doing i knew a chick who was strung out on meth and she worked at subway and she tried to make a subway sandwich with glove like she was using gloves as the filling what (laughs) like disposable gloves she's like nobody's noticing that i am strung out right now I'm well, clearly thing, making a sandwich. The thing that sucks is because I like her a lot. And she just kind of, you know, I mean, this is, this is what, this is the tragedy of drugs and, and like addiction, right? Is that it, uh-huh. it hits a lot of people. But like, I was tight with her stepson um, and he was hiding in plain sight too. Like he and I would, we were actually sleeping together. I don't think we were at the time, but we were like really tight. And like, we'd go out and smoke weed together and stuff. And like, I, he knew that I had it hard and I knew that he had it hard but I didn't know it was bad in Panguitch. I thought that he, it was bad at his mom's and he moved here and it was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, one of my coworkers, so we all worked together. She's like, I went into their house because we all knew this person. She was like one, she was like, she's one of the sisters of 
the town. Like she's one of the people, you know, we all care about her. Send me a and message. Who is it? No, it's in ping, which you don't know. Her. Okay. Um, but like our, uh, the co- one of my coworkers. And again, I worked in a restaurant where we were all fucking family, like legitimately, like mm-hmm. I still to this day consider them all to be, they were special to me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I went into their house and she's like, Bobby, it was so filthy. She's like, I just wept. <laughs> and then my friend, he had to go back to his mom's and he sat back in the office and just cried. And we all just like held him. And he's like this teenage hard ass boy. And he's just sobbing because he's just like, I thought it would be better. And like, I just, it just got so out of control and I tried and he's like, and my siblings, I tried to be there for them. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, you're 17. You don't need to do anything. Yeah. It's not your responsibility, bro. But I feel like that. I mean, like you're the oldest, you know what it's like. And like my siblings know, like, yeah. It, you do feel like you have to be, you know, you have you to feel be. like it's on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I remember going out and hanging out with my mom just so she'd leave them alone. And it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, how sad you went for a ride with mom and went to the dairy or whatever. But it's like, it mm-hmm. wasn't fun for me, you know? <laughs> like yeah. sometimes it was obviously, I'm not going to say every moment with my mom was bad because it wasn't, but it's like, you do certain things for your siblings because you feel like you have to, because your parents are so out of control and it's like, that's just so not fair. Yeah. But drugs are, (laughs) drugs are a hell of a drug. I'll tell you what. Wow. Brain chemistry too. Because, um, I got off of a specific drug for, I got, I decided to get diagnosed for ADHD, Mm -hmm. got on a specific ADHD medication, recognized that it triggered my suicide ideation. Right. And like I went right to my doctor and was like, what's up? I don't want to be on this anymore. And she was like, oh, that is so interesting because, you know, our brains are just chemicals. Mm -hmm. It's just neurons firing. And like if you make one change, it could do something that you don't intend it to do. So you just got to be careful. You got to recognize it. Right. And I was like, interesting to think about my brain as like if I'm eating an apple, that's ingesting something that's going to affect my brain. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's pretty interesting how it all Works. like the chemistry of it because like i there's absolutely no proof but uh my dad who did meth he has ms and um two of his nieces have ms and it's they have a history of meth addiction. really yeah really? so i wonder i mean like obviously i have no fucking clue i'm not a scientist right <laughs> right but I've, I've always wondered you know is is doing meth what unlocks the ms gene in my hmm. you know what i mean well, look because at all the things that my mom did that she claims she doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty terrible things. And she was on specific drugs that made right. her not have a memory of it. Like she was on a on a drug for her bipolar or something. And her teeth started falling out like she'd been on meth. Right? And it was due to something that she had been prescribed. So, just, geez, Jesus. Well, I, I, that, I feel like that would be scary as a doctor, too. Because, like... My doctor loves me because I'm just fucking open. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's what I'm on right now. Half of it's legal, half of it isn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, sh- uh, there are certain things that she was. She straight up told me that last time we talked. She's like, I like the Xanax working for you. She's like, but it will literally put holes in your brain if you <gasps> continue to use it for a long time. She's like, and that's gone. She's like, you'll never get it back. She's like, oh physical. God. Like, I think she said physical holes. I'm. I don't know for sure. But like, I'm pretty sure she said physical holes. So it's like, that's nuts, you know? Yeah. So imagine all these, like, fucking made in a, <laughs> made in a fucking trailer. 
Yeah. You know, and I, I remember uh, friends who uh, had parents, which kind of made me feel normal, sad to say. But one of my good friends, uh, and she was like a straight A student. Um, I've heard, I've told you this story before, but I can message you her name if you forget who it is. But yeah. uh, she came to school one day and she was just pissed. And I was like, hey, girl, what's up? And she's like, <sighs> she's like, I went to bed at 8.30 last night. She's like, because I knew I had to be up early today. I think she was doing like SAT prep or, SAT prep or something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and when I went to bed up to my room at 8.30, my mom was looking for the remote. She's like, I know she's, she's, cause she's like, I think she's back on fucking meth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, and when I left for school this morning at 6.30, she was still looking for the remote. Only she was outside in the flower bed. What? Yeah. I was just like, I'm sorry, man. And she's like, I when? She's like, when's it going to stop? And I felt bad for her, too, because she was the oldest. And she had yeah. these kids. And her mom kept having kids. Yeah. And it's like, I loved her mom for a lot of reasons. But when she was using, I couldn't fucking stand her. Right. I was like, you have four kids. Stop. Stop it. Like, just the lack of responsibility. Yeah. Like you should you shouldn't do meth anyways and stuff, but like I no. hate when people are like junkies and shit and have kids. It's just so fucking rude. <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. It's also addiction, you know. Like that's it's just as you know it's similar to cancer, except for like I mean, people say you don't give yourself cancer, but like no one's forcing you to eat McDonald's, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's all connected. Yeah. I had a thought about friends whose parents were up to something and I totally forgot um, what it was. So sorry. It's okay. Well, I'm going to talk about working at the liquor store and the DABC. Uh, that's, this is very, oh, Utah. Yeah. this is very Utah specific. And I really do feel like uh, the liquor laws here cause alcohol, alcoholism. Yes. Um, anything that's like meant to be off limits makes it taboo, makes it feel, makes you feel like you shouldn't be having it, which makes you have it more, which makes you in excess do it. Right. Right. It's a pattern. So for for those of you who don't know, the liquor laws here are legitimately insane. So if you're having a cocktail, you can only have three an hour (laughs) and they can only have, uh, two and a half ounces of booze. But lit- but usually it's just one and a half of primary, like a tequila, and then like an ounce of like triple sec, right? If you're making right. like a margarita or whatever. Usually there's three ounces, okay? Of just what? Yeah. <laughs> so I can't tell you how many times I've made a fucking Grey Goose Martini, charged nineteen dollars for it, and I got an ounce and a half of fucking vodka. And, like, you hand it to them in, like, a normal martini glass, and they're pissed. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you because you literally have to – all of the bottles have nozzles on them, and you have to run them through a – it's called a Berg machine. And it clicks and releases an ounce and a half. And if it's off and they audit you, you get your liquor license taken away or you get, like, a huge fine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's how that works? (laughs) Yeah. And as a server, you're required – to recognize if someone's drunk only serve them a certain amount of time like if they leave and hit someone the restaurant can get sued Mm. and and you get a fine as the server (laughs) so like wow 
like I've had guys get in my face. Like I cut a guy off once because they came in and all they got like, and if you're in a restaurant, you have to order food. Mm-hmm. Of course, we all have our ways around it where we are. We're like, here's 50 cents worth of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I had to cut off a group of guys because they, I, we overserved them because I usually, I'm going to be real with you. Three drinks an hour as someone who drinks is ridiculous. And that's why the DB, DABC is ridiculous is because it's run by a bunch of fucking Mormons who don't drink. Right. And it's like, yeah, like three drinks, especially an ounce and a half each. That's, that's nothing. You know what I mean? Especially it's a lot like, for me. <laughs> well, I mean, like, especially if you're having like dinner, you know what I mean? And these, yeah. are pe- these are people that are coming in from like New York where if you order a right. Manhattan, you're getting five ounces of liquor. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's nothing, you know? And so we, uh, you know, and like you can get like, anyways, the point is we overserved them. And then I had to be like, guys, I have to cut you off. Sorry. And then they just moved over to a different section and started ordering drinks again. And I was like, and they were getting loud. And I was like, you guys, like I already cut you off. Yes. (laughs) Go to the bar next door. This is a fucking restaurant. Yeah. And the guy, I think he was on meth. He followed me and started screaming at me in my face about what about what a dumb bitch I was. Scary. And I was like, cool, you should leave then. I'm such a dumb bitch as a manager. Leave then, you know, like, cool. And like my chef came out because he was like going to, hop on the guy and I was like I got this I'm I I've been dealing with this since I was five we good (laughs) but I was and like he was like look at your face and I'm like look at your face you're in my face (laughs) like get out of here and um but anyways I worked the liquor store um also I'm a a manager so I have to go to all these fucking DABC meetings yes where the laws are so confusing and no one has answers to anything like, they told me it was going to be a 45-long-minute meeting, and it was, like, three hours long. <laughs> and what? I didn't learn shit, but I had to go. I was required to go because I was a manager. And, like, anyway. You should be able to test out of those things. I always, whenever I have to do <laughs> my uh, sips and tips, I always leave, like, the worst reviews. I'm like, I live this every day. I shouldn't have to sit for three hours and do yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but when I worked down in Penguin at the liquor store, oh, that's another thing. You have to buy your liquor from the liquor store, the state run liquor store. Mm-hmm. So when the liquor stores open in small towns, um, they, uh, they're open from like 11 or noon to until seven up here in Salt Lake. It's till 10, um, like 11 to 10, but yeah. you can only get booze at the liquor store. <laughs> so, um, I worked at the liquor store in Penguin because my friend Heather ran it, runs it mm-hmm. and she's from Cali so she like gets that liquor isn't the devil that we've made yeah. it out to be right hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and it's so funny the way she and I bonded because she's from Cali and she fell in love with this Penguin boy and I was waiting <laughs> tables as like a teenager and she came in before her whole family just to sit and be alone and have a glass of wine. Oh, cool! And we were sh- we were shooting the shit because I'm like I'm people from Penguin think I'm weird because I'm yeah. like not from there. I guess whatever. <laughs> they love me. That's how small towns work, right? But it's like a super fucking small town. And she and I just kind of like talked about you know ideas instead of people and got really close. And I love that. Like I, she and I have been friends forever. So she needed help at the liquor store, and she's like, "Hey, would you work it for me?" And I was like, "Sure." Mm-hmm. So, um. She lets people come in through the back door um, because there are a lot of alcoholics in Penguin, unfortunately. Like, there's not much to do. And then there's that added, like, once you start, you don't stop because you're like, I'm a sinner. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 
there's so many complicated levels of it right so she let people come in um through the back door because back when everyone was coming through the front door people would park across the street and make a list of everyone who went in and then give it to the bishop (sighs) that's so sneaky i just think it's like really a shameful like shaming you know um I'm thinking about my cousin. Uh, he's my mom's first cousin, so he's, like, my second cousin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he would come in every single day and drink, and he'd have, like, a pint, um, sometimes more, and he went blind. Oh, my God. So, on the one hand, I'm like, mm, I sold that to him every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Heather let him go come in through the back door, so he'd have less shame, but it's also, like... Why why was he even feeling shame at all? Right. And why wasn't the person writing his name down on the list asking him how they could help him instead of judging him? You know what I I mean? I notice you're here a lot. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Well, that's why I think all drugs should be legal because it's like if someone goes in and they're picking up meth every single day, you can be like, hey, I noticed you've been smoking meth every single day. How you doing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? What's going on? Instead of being like, let's just ruin your life and send you to prison. You know? Because like... I've have fr- I've had friends who kicked in jail and that's getting off heroin that's what kicking is. Oh. Um and it's like um the worst thing on the planet. <laughs> like it's a flu like you're mm-hmm. shitting you're shitting, you're throwing up and you're in jail also. Yeah. Like the system here is so fucked. And people love to just like really shame you. There's also this saying how do you get a Mormon to not drink all your booze at a party and it's invite another Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I feel like everybody drinks like all the upstanding citizens, especially in Panguage, all the good old boys, they all get together and play poker and drink, which is so against their religion. Yep. But they True. show up to church the next day. So I guess they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a facade. Changing the yes. name. Um, but yeah, I just think that the DABC is very detrimental. I think we need to put 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 less emphasis on drug uh, alcohol up here because yeah. it's causing it's causing way more problems than it's helping. Well, and like, I admire so much adults who have had normal drinking expectations from their parents mm-hmm. because they don't drink in excess, and when you're just gonna right. be like hiding the liquor or like not having honest conversations with your teenager or your child that you know adults can socially drink or they can have this or that you know what i mean it's just a comp- a conversation that's very complicated but we didn't get any of it because we were always taught that abstinence is the only way and if you fall once then you're a sinner or you're you're doomed to do the rest of it. Like if you smoke weed one time, you're going to get pregnant because you're going to have a lapse in judgment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, like you're not silly for thinking that because that's, well, that's, the, that's, that's what was presented. We yeah, yeah. That was presented to us. And it's funny too, because it's like, I didn't find out until recently that my grandparents start were drinking when they first got married, but it was like the 60, like early sixties. Oh of God. course they were drinking. Everyone was. And then like my mom and dad obviously have drank before, but like my mom will like, now we're all adults. She'll drink with us. Like we were drinking, Jake and I were drinking at Thanksgiving once. Mm. And I think my mom might've had one. 
Mm-hmm. And then the next day she like cried and was like, I'm so sorry I drank with you. That was so horrible of me. And it's like, what? Are you, what? You're what? an adult now. We're adults. <laughs> well, it's it's like, not like you're piling us in the car and driving away. Well, right. And it's also like we like Jake and I were chilling. Like we weren't. That was fun. That was a fun Night. I don't feel like I don't feel like we fought that one of the one of the rare Thanksgivings where we didn't fight. <laughs> but like it's funny because in this state and even like my brother Zach, who's a staunch atheist, if I drink in front of him, he considers it disrespectful. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like drinking in like because I have shown up to my grandparents' house drunk a few times in this during the pandemic. Sure. And I also went to my um, my dad's sister's house drunk because I was supposed to be riding horses when my cousin got bucked off. So we were like, okay, let's take her home. <laughs> and she's like, you got to go see my, because it's her grandma, which is my aunt. She's like, you got to go see Flo. So I went and I was drunk because I seriously thought we were going to just be like on a ride in Bryce Canyon for three hours. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, I'm going to get, it'll be fun. I'm going to get drunk. And I had like a joint where we were going to have fun. But she got bucked off so and she wasn't drinking by the way for everyone listening she doesn't drink or do drugs (laughs) it's me who does it (laughs) but um that's disrespectful that's technically disrespectful my uncle marv was an alcoholic and my grandma would make him drink in his truck that didn't run outside in front of the house because he lived with her but she couldn't drink in the house which could have just been her not wanting to enable him but like um when, when i was originally doing the theme song with zach I, I had had like, I was drinking vodka while I was doing it and Mm -hmm. he was so mad at me. Like, I think that was what fueled the fight. Mm. And I was just like, are you serious? Like I'm 32. I was 32 at the time. Like, why do you care if I'm drinking? Right. Like, and his wife drinks too, but he's like, don't disrespect me like that. And when I went on tour with him, with his band, I wasn't allowed to drink and I was 22. It's interesting that he would be policing your actions instead of being like, I don't know, like maybe, okay, the only reason why I would say that it would be disrespectful for you, for somebody to drink in front of me is if they were getting obstinately drunk, yeah, Yeah. belligerent and be like, okay, we're going to put a tack in this because you are not in the position where I can talk to you, like, you know what I mean? Well, you know, because it's like 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 you're bothering me, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and like we were writing, like I was, okay, I was nervous to be, Zach's a fucking god musically. Yeah. And we're, he's always fucking coming down on me because I'm not, you know, because <laughs> it's so, it is actually way funny because for the always sunny in Philadelphia fans out there, uh, are you, are, do you watch that show? Uh, is that the cacao show? Uh, with like, I don't know, like Danny DeVito's in it. Is it the show that, oh no, that's Portlandia. Never mind. Continue. Well, okay, so there's this episode where they're like, it's called the, the gang tries desperately to win an award for those of you who are following along. But uh, Charlie writes this like super fun, like Toy Story, Paul Newman theme song for the bar. And then they like, and it's like really like upbeat and funny and then like cutesy. And then they lock him in the basement and he gets high. And during like the party, he comes out like the award, like, trying to get the award party and sings this like the opening thing line is there is a spider deep in my soul <laughs> and so i showed zach both those songs and i'm like i want to do like one that's like super peppy and one that's like dark 
Yeah. And so I think it's funny that that's ultimately, and he was pissed off at me that he was like, why don't you want to do something original? But it's like, you know about the two theme songs I wrote for this podcast. Yes. And it's exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was thinking about the other day and I was like, I didn't rip off Charlie, but it's like, I wrote a super peppy you one. You were inspired. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote, and then we went with the dark one and the dark one's obviously better. Yes. So, um, I was trying to, you know, I mean, like you try to get the juices flowing. Alcohol helps with that. I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't. Well, we're so not going to sit here and say I'm not on an edible right now because it helps <laughs> me laugh a little bit more instead of being on Adderall, which makes me be like, what, 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 what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh, yep. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm, cool. Uh, yeah, no. So it's like, I, uh, only had a pint and I think I started drinking it like, marysville canyon i had a few shots or whatever Mm -hmm. and then i had you know like over the course of like three or four hours i drank a pint which is not a lot no and he was like mad at me but like it's disrespectful to show up to a mormon house intoxicated or to bring alcohol into a mormon household is very disrespectful so yeah when we're at grandma's house and we're like (laughs) we're like trying to relax because the family is so fucking stressful then we'll just go into town and pick up a thing get a big and gulp. <laughs> go to the lion's park and then go back home and or like go sip it out in the in the car and then drop it in the can you know the the garbage Honestly, can outside or well this is this is like small town life and this is mormon life is you go with one of your best friends you get a fountain drink and you fill it all like three-fourths of the way up and <laughs> a road get, soda <laughs> and then you get a pint and you split it between each other and then you go cruise around the mountains that's what you do yep but it's like that that hiding it and it's funny too because everyone's doing it and it's generational because the he's dead now but um his the town judge his mom when i was in high school she'd come in and get like a huge coat you know like the big plastic coke cups yes she'd be like oh my god the jugs with the handle no 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 just like you know when you go to like oh like a maverick cup the largest one no like when you go to a restaurant and they give you like a red coke cup okay it's like plastic and it's like what you drink the coke out of at the restaurant and then you go back to me you know what i'm talking about yes so it's probably like 20 ounces she would go go fill that all the way up with wine and put a lid on it <laughs> and she'd just fucking cruise around and i thought she when i was in high school i thought she was only coming to me uh-huh. and at first i was like i can't do that and i like talked to my boss and he's like just do it for her. anyways she I, after years i was talking to like my friends who've all worked at like gas stations and stuff and my sister too and they're like yeah she'd come in and get a six packet she'd hit every single gas station oh she'd gosh. hit my restaurant <laughs> And what's funny is she's been doing this longer than I've been alive because she almost killed my uncle Dell. I think like oh she my God. was drunk and ran through the yard and almost hit my uncle. Oh my God. But like no one, like it's, it's weird how like everyone small knows town's like, well, there she goes. <laughs> Old like, Marilyn. I hope that's you, her name. Her name's Karen. She's dead <laughs> too. I loved her by the way. She came in every day. She was one of my regulars. At first right. I fucking hated her, but then I was like, bitch, you crazy. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, it's just funny because I don't think her name would ever be on the list for the more for the for the bishop because right. she was high up, right? But it's like you want to drag someone down like that. I don't know. The whole thing just like really made me sick. You know, wow. small towns. Yeah. 
Really influential, though. <sighs> right. Um, How many of our friends were, their parents were just, like, hiding it, you know? Yeah, but do you remember, like, the girls in school? I mean, I was friends with them, but, like, they'd come home from lunch and, or they'd come back to school from lunch and their dad bought them, like, a six-pack or, like, Mar- Mike's Hard Lemonade. Do you remember that shit? No, did not remember that Mike's Hard Lemonade existed before I was 25. <laughs> I like get a tall boy every once in a while in Marysville. Oh <laughs> I drink it at the reservoir. <laughs> I literally did not know that kids in high school were doing any of that. Yeah, I mean, somebody I was, I was today, always aware I of was it. telling him, hey, uh, my memory of you is that you offered me Skittles when we were taking the ASVAB test. And I was like, thanks for making me laugh. And he was like, honestly, don't remember that. But I was high as shit. And um, I was like, right now. oh, <laughs> I was like, oh. That makes sense because you were very giggly and it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, um, all like the skater boys and stuff were fucking. Jake was always high, my brother. It's yeah, so, I'm not. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah, they to they me. were they were always they were always high. Yeah, yeah, and I knew yeah, that. Yeah. I knew that. Like I was aware because like they were told me. Yeah, but I didn't. I was like, I told I told this a million times. I just can't imagine high schoolers being high, but it makes sense. Somebody was like, oh, I was asking Spence. What is the point of assemblies in high school? And he was like, so kids can ditch and get high. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's funny because like when I was in Panguitch, I ditched every single day. Like I did not go to a full day of school my junior year. What? And um, but I wasn't out. Get, like people were ditching to go get fucked up. Never me. And like I always hung out with like the burnouts and stuff at school. Like um, <laughs> I swear to God, this had to have happened. I was hanging out with Lindsay and Nam and. She's like, Nam, hop in the uh, trunk. And I'm pretty sure he was smoking a bowl in the trunk, but she wanted to hide it for me. Why is Nam so beautiful? <laughs> he has the longest eyelashes. <laughs> is he high all the time? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. He's in the Navy now or the, or the Air Force, so I don't think so anymore. No. But um, he, him and Abby dated in like uh, elementary, and then he dated Maddie. And like he, Lisa and I were talking about him today because... Um, they're close because obviously like they're both their parents are immigrants and um he they lived on the same block but name and i were always buddies and my mom would always call him name because she just is an idiot oh you my know? god <laughs> so i've always called him name like i was like name <laughs> oh my god but i, I that tell boy. you about when i was at maverick and i pulled up next to trevor barney and Nam miramontes and we both just like had a richfield reunion but <laughs> pretended not to see each other and then just like drove away <laughs> i was like this is so awkward <laughs> no it is funny because like i don't know like it's like what do you what do you say plus social media is so weird too because well, i'm just like i'm down to say hi which i turned around and saw a name and i was like oh hi and i was like god damn it why do i say hi to people that don't give a fuck about me <laughs> but then i was like well i saw trevor barney avoiding me so i'll just walk into the maverick <laughs> oh my god my hairdresser just sent me a picture of marilyn monroe and asked is this you oh my god people are obsessed with you you're so cute no i love that she does that yes She's so but like sweet. they love you are marilyn you're my marilyn yeah i know but it's just like okay this is what's important this is this is like the confidence episode this is why this shit's important because i understand that marilyn monroe and i do have a lot of like facial similarities and stuff mm-hmm. but the fact that like people are just like hey like i love that she, every time she sees marilyn monroe she sends it to me like yeah so cute it means a lot to me. So if you can if you can do that to people, why not? You know what I mean? You should. That's what I'm saying. You should do it. Yeah. 
Um, I kind of just want to talk about. We, I think we're kind of wrapping up on that. Why drugs are bad? Okay, episode. <laughs> <laughs> because the next episodes are going to be like a little bit. We of love drugs. <laughs> no, I'm honestly like a total believer now. But that's why this is important too. I think because it's like a don't believe everything that you hear, but also heroin and meth. Don't fucking do it. Okay. Also, um, like, don't get addicted to pills. Right. Just like, because it's legal and just because it's prescribed to you doesn't mean you should go hog wild on it. Well, and you also need to understand that these are addictive substances and you will get cut off and then you will be, your hands will be tied and you will go for hair. You'll go for street drugs, period. So really try, like, I'd love a pain pill every now and then. But like, Oh my God. <laughs> the first time I tried while well, I was on fentanyl for my birth, you know, before they gave me a mm-hmm. epidural, I was like, oh. This is so nice. I'm so happy. Slides, slides, liberty slides. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that's a drug song. A living in the city is just duo die. Um, I don't. I'm sure it's Coolio, right? Like I, I imagine so. Yes. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, continue. I don't. I'm not saying anything. I'm just interrupting you all the time. Is what I feel like I'm doing. No, I was interrupting you by singing that song. So I apologize. Oh. You're you're stoned. See, this is this real struggle with drugs. Yeah, I just took five milligrams. No, but but I've had um, a day. So my yeah, my friend did. uh, This is just a recent thing. Uh, My friend got her tonsils out, and she's 19, and she doesn't really. She's not into like this stuff. She likes to smoke weed. That's it. So Mm -hmm. she got prescribed oxys though, which is insanity to me. No. And so she was like, I'm not taking these. Here's a couple. And I was like, cool, whatever. Cause like, Wait, did I, you say she had ten, oh, tonsils? I thought she, she got had her tonsils surgeries. removed. Yeah. No, she got her tonsils out. And I took one. And like, look, I'm not a skinny girl. I use drugs recreationally. Like, I'm not even going to try to lie to you about this. And it wasn't good. It was like mm. too much. Mm. And I'm, I have to, like, why are, why? Yes. Why are they getting prescribed a shit? A five of Laura tab is fine. They don't need to go to the fucking moon because she got her fucking tonsils out. Right. And it's just like, of course, like, if you're in pain and it takes away your pain, because I wasn't in pain. I was just taking them recreationally. Uh-huh. But again, habit forming. And yes. like you said, like when you got your, when you had your pregnancy, how you're just like, fuck yeah. Like, I love this. Yeah. I, can I get literally can this. see why people take heroin because it's an opiate, right? Right, and people describe heroin as like floating, and like a like a hug, like you'll like a million hugs and like mm-hmm. acceptance and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and then it's just like once you're hooked, you're hooked, and you know it's crazy too because two of my best friends, they're married, they're two girls, they met they met in rehab, and my friend Kelly is the started with pills. She was like a, she was a rich girl. Her dad was the bishop. Started with pills. She got cut off, went to street drugs, and then started, like, stealing from her family to support mm-hmm. her habit and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Tell as old as time, right? Right. And then her wife is a street kid who started to sell drugs. But here's the most creepy thing on the planet. So one, <laughs> so I used to go swim with them every Sunday. Um, <laughs> and every, every once in a while, like, homeless people would come up and ask us for water. Yeah. And I was I was like, I have a Gatorade. And they started laughing at me, Kelly and Katie. And I was like, what? And they're like, they don't 
they're not thirsty. They want to mix water with their heroin so they could shoot up. And I was like, okay, I had no idea. I guess I'm naive. <laughs> oh my God. I had no idea either. But Katie starts telling me stories and she goes, she's the one who told me that you can smell it. She's like, if, if you're, if you can smell when someone's on heroin, she's like, I know mm-hmm. what the smell is. She's like, so if you're sitting on a bus, mm-hmm. because everyone knows what it's like to hurt on heroin. So everyone mm-hmm. kind of works together. And I think your mom probably had a similar situation with the pills mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm going to scratch your back. So you'll scratch my back. Mm-hmm. But Katie told me the first time she did heroin, the guy didn't charge her. And he goes, don't you know, kid, first one's free. And she said, the first one's free because there will, there's a guarantee second, third, fourth, fifth, infinity. Wow. wow. And she says, I think about that a lot. She's like, because I've said that to people. And she's like, and I think about the people I've gotten hooked on this. Don't you know, kid, first one's free. Sends a fucking chill down my spine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like just be careful you know what i mean yeah. like <laughs> um i was watching a tiktok again a tiktok uh and this guy was on some kind of drugs but he was caught on a ring doorbell in vegas practicing what he was gonna say to the girl that was hiding on the other side of the door he was like are you sure i'll send you the video it's very creepy i posted it on my facebook mm-hmm. um and he's like practicing what he's gonna do what he's gonna say and he, she's like called the police and the police are on their way. And then he starts walking away and the husband who was out of town gets on the ring doorbell and is like, who are you? And he's like, what? So his tone when he was practicing. Was completely different. Yeah. To talk to the girl. So like, fucking creepy. So low. And then when the husband comes on, he's like, what? No. Um, I'm just trying to talk to the girl on the other side of this door because I followed her here. I've got a knife and a gun. I'm going to rape her and kill her. And I just want to know if she's going to open the door. I just want to talk to the do- the girl Jesus on the other side of the store. And you can tell that he is on. He's Something. either yeah, suffering he's from out, a yeah. severe mental disorder or he is on something so Well, fucked. this is the issue, right? Is it like self-medication? Here we go again. Right, right. Self-medication. And it's like it's probably a combination of both. And he doesn't have access to health care or mental health care. And so he's, you know, yeah. First one's free, takes the pain away in a way. Yeah. But totally fucks with his chemistry because whatever. And then he's out of his fucking mind. Right. And it's easy for people in the comments to be like, oh my God, this guy is of the devil or this guy is pure evil Mm -hmm. or whatever. But you know what it really is? It's a chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. It's unprocessed trauma. It's Mm -hmm. not no access to health care. It's street drugs that are easier to get than fucking getting a prescription for something that you can right. do. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny because, like, I hate the. I love this country, but one of the things I hate about this country is instead of thinking long term, we're so fixated on now, 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 now that you're yeah. like, invest in getting people mental health because <laughs> uh, a heroin addict, okay, first of all, like, my dad still twitches to this day because he was on meth for 10 years. Hmm. You can you can always spot a junkie. Like, mm-hmm. once a junkie, always a junkie. And it's like, I don't... I know people who are in recovery. I know people who are like, I wish I would have never gone down this path. And it's like, but they're doing it for a fucking reason. Right. There's usually some deep... The root of it. You know, pull it back. Pull back the camera a little bit. Pull back yeah. the lens. What's the actual fucking reason? Yeah. So sad. 
And yeah, so. And also like vets with PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, support our troops until yeah. they come home and they need severe right. medical and mental health care. Well, here's what's scary is they, I mean, a lot of them, the, the smart ones are low key microdosing shrooms, which they is should ri- be. Yes. <clears throat> but it's risky because, you know, they're not supposed to be doing any of this shit. Right. But what the VA does is just prescribes everyone Adderall. Hmm. Now, that's an issue to me. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah. I don't think these people with PTSD need to speed up their brain. I think they need to no. slow it down. No. They need to talk. But it's also, here's a, also another crazy thing. Because of the drug laws within, within the military, a lot of them are on meth. Because really? it, get, it gets out of your system quick. Oh, yeah. Um, I know someone Your body who, doesn't process it. Right. And it's like, so like, if you know... Cause like you know when you're gonna get like piss tested, you know what I mean? Cause like right. you go for you go to you go like one weekend a month, two week two weeks a year, right? Right. Or like you you know when the PT is and all this stuff, you know, cause like you have to like get ready for it. They they like give you warning. So, <laughs> you know not to do it right then, right? Mm-hmm. But I know I like I know someone someone who's close to me went to uh went to on a tour started their tour with a meth problem oh my god and detoxed while in the middle east fighting for quote unquote fighting for the country and it's like my eyes are so (laughs) huge right now yeah like i didn't even know those things could happen right and like you can get pretty good drugs in the middle east like that's where most opiates come from right but it's like I you hear about all this shit in like Vietnam too, like the amount of fucking drugs and psychedelics and shit they were doing over there, and just it was just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, but you're talk- sending boys to murder people for your or, political wars. Well, and like Trump's clearly on cocaine. His whole family's clearly on cocaine. Uh, Hitler was on meth. Kamikaze's meth. Mm. That's like they would give them meth before they went on kamikaze missions. Wow. So I mean, these things are fucking nuts and they affect you and do you really want to lose control of yourself like that like why do you want to lose control like that right and uh heroin in small towns is really terrifying me these days because we didn't have that i feel like we knew about heroin but i don't really think anyone was on heroin right until they got like at least like 1923 i don't know (laughs) i didn't know yeah like i said breaking bad has opened my eyes to how prevalent the drug problem is especially mm-hmm. in small towns mm-hmm. because I was just like our small town is safe because well growing wow. up I came Meth from California insane, dude. I came from California where I couldn't play in my front yard right right so um moving to a small town my parents my mom my grandparents were like it's a safe place here we're safe we're not mm-hmm. in any danger so I'm thinking small town equals safe I had no idea that people were doing heavy drugs like that like meth you well, know it's but it's also crazy the people that are like functional you know what i mean oh yeah i remembered my story from earlier okay <laughs> oh. i knew it would come here it is Ta-da. um Ta-da. i was in fifth grade mm-hmm. and uh i had a friend and she lived in a small town okay let's let's focus here kendra i had a friend in fifth grade uh-huh. i would go to sleepovers to her house she uh, introduced me to the Backstreet Boys. So that was one good Backstreet's thing. Backstreet's back, all right. Um, she talked about 
um, having sex with different people. And I was like, you're in fifth grade. So there was some child abuse going on. Yeah. Um, the, I've, I had friends like that too, where I was just like, fuck, you just wanted to like protect them kind of, but you didn't know how. Yeah. And also I have no idea. I mean, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? So right, I was just right. getting new information that I was like, okay. She gave me a tour of her parents shed. Mm-hmm. And the shed had lots of Drano. I just remember lots of Drano, lots they of aluminum foil. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, this is weird. So she's like, my mom and dad aren't said I'm not supposed to be in here, but I'm going to show you what's in here. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, this is weird. This is just a bunch of cleaning products and kitchen supplies. And she's like, I know, weird, right? Uh, like later that year, her parents got arrested for manufacturing meth. Um, but after that time I spent, I think I told my mom, I was like her, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I just feel weird about going over there and the parents kind of weird me out. And there was, um, there was one of those smoke detectors that had a no battery and it would just beep all night and all day. And this happened for like months. It was like, like, it was like a CO2 detector. (laughs) Probably. Carbon monoxide detector. It probably was. And I was just like. I don't know, just I feel weird about going to their house and they clearly neglected their kids. And mm-hmm. I mean, so anyway, that was going on. And even until just recently, I thought that was an isolated event. And now I'm thinking, honestly, no, no, no. there was a, there's a lot of meth houses. Um, um, I just feel like cooking meth in a building where other people inhabit is such an invasion. Yes. Like, I just, even smoking meth in a house with someone else, it's just such a fucking invasion. I hate yes. meth houses. Did I They're tell you my story about meth houses? Please do. I will tell you. Spencer and I, we were going to Vegas one, one weekend a couple years ago in Halo's little baby. And we noticed on Zillow, since I'm always on Zillow shopping for places to live, uh, that the house across the street from our new best friend's was up for sale like Mm -hmm. that day it started being on that day and I was like we should move in here so over the weekend where we're you know Airbnb in Vegas we decide to set up a showing and we go and we put an offer in on this house that's across the street from our friends Mm -hmm. we were not going to sell our house right this was just these this was the reason to sell our house was we wanted to live right across the street right (laughs) (laughs) we were nuts um so we put in an offer. It all, Everything goes well. We are at the ha- building inspection. Mm-hmm. Spencer's sister was closing on a house when it came back meth positive. So our rule is we will always test You got to check. Yeah, you got yep. to. And so this is a brand new house. It was built in 2017. Uh, mm-hmm. It was custom built. Like it wasn't supposed to have a top on it, but it had a second story and all these different things. Uh he waits till the end of the inspection. He shows us all the things right with it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, now here's your meth test. And I see a faint it's Like pink, off the charts. <laughs> I see a faint pink line. And I'm thinking, uh-huh. oh. He's Pregnant. like, so this, is, this means that there is meth present. And I'm thinking, okay, the lighter the line, like pregnancy test, it's probably the lighter right, the meth. Right, right. No, the lighter the line, the more prevalent the Jesus. meth. Jesus. The owner of the house, uh, we we withdraw our offer. We're like, uh, no. And also this level of meth means that you have to clear out the entire house to the studs. Yeah. 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 So he he had to get a second opinion. Like a real person had to come in. Anyway, it came back so high. 
the per- the people in this house there was a brand new baby the we when we withdrew the oh, offer uh, we're like we're withdrawing for presence of meth the lady says which one of my kids do i need to kill so she's like aware that this is happening right but then she just like i don't know it was she's it was, like it was just like she just blew it off it was such a high level so anyway they oh God. no like they, it's a high level it's like they're not just smoking it they're cooking it you dumb bitch she's yes, probably doing it. it's yes, probably her yes so they end up clearing out they're supposed to be you know cleaning it out to bare bones and having a professional cleaning well they put all of their shit in uh, one of those storage pods not supposed to do that because meth is everywhere Right. Also, I'm mad at this uh, inspector for waiting until the very last minute that I'm walking through a meth house with my t- with my six month old crawling around. Like, tell me at the beginning, right? Anyway, they ended up selling their house without having to because they got it retested by a secondary company and it came back fine. They sold their house to one of my mission acquaintances, and six months later, I'm attending a party because my friend is house sitting. And she's like, hey, I'm house sitting at this house and we want to do a soup party. Come on over, souptober, whatever. Mm-hmm. I show up and it's this house. And I'm like, I can't say anything because I don't think I think I'm legally bound not to say anything. Why? To alert this person that they're living in a house where it came back meth positive pretty yeah. damn high. And then they did some Lysol wipes or whatever and like cleaned oh it out God. and it came back low enough so that they didn't have to mention it when they sold it. Or maybe they were just fucking around. Maybe they said, oh, yeah, the lighter it is. I have no idea. I don't know. Like, I... I the the moral of the story is it's a brand new house. This this inspector was like, how did you know to test this? And we're like, we're going to always test it. So he went home. Because we're from Sevier County. That's why. We went home. <laughs> he went home and researched it. And he's like, turns out meth is a pretty prevalent, even in new buildings. Like, builders will do meth. Yeah, I mean, in that's your not surprising before. to me. Yep. That's not surprising yep. at all. Yep. You know, it's funny because, like, um, when I went to culinary school, my roommate would smoke weed all the time, which I was like, whatever. I was I was super uptight about it because I was, like, straight edge at the time. Mm-hmm. In definition, not in action. Or whatever. In action, <laughs> not in definition. <laughs> I was not straight edge! But uh, <laughs> I remember I could smell something. So this is where my dad did come in handy because I called my dad and I'm like, what does meth smell like? <laughs> and he I'm like what is what does it smell like when you smoke meth mm-hmm. and he told me and I'm like okay well my roommate's doing that in the room right now he's like mm-hmm. get her he's like end that now he's like mm-hmm. I don't want you inhaling that shit mm-hmm. so at least like my dad had like I mean I'm sure he smoked it in his apartment before we were there but he never did right. it in front of us thank god and he was also shooting it up a lot so I yeah. think because we did find I mean I, I remember I remember my mom found the box of syringes and then decided to show me. And I was like, cool, I'm six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fucking scary. When I was on my mission, um, it was my first apartment. And I was like, I was searching the house because I thought I smelled like a blanket on fire. Mm-hmm. So I walked through the whole house, checked all of the outlets for like mm-hmm. cloth like- to be next to it. And I was like, this is so weird. I did it for like an hour. My well maybe half hour since it was mm-hmm. during study but my companion I was like don't you smell something I'm really concerned that something's on fire and I think it's actually our next door neighbor I had gone over there and knocked on the door knocked on the door knocked on the door I heard mm-hmm. a fan turn off and I heard 
rustling around and then quiet. And I was like, I'm really concerned that your house is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And so I tell her, I was like, the next door neighbors won't answer the door. And I think that one of their blankets is on fire. She's like, that's pot. (laughs) And I was like, oh, oh, that. (laughs) Oh, okay. And then I met with, I like told somebody that I was going to teach them these people in Indiana and they were like, okay, meet us at this house. And then we met at that house. They were pretty much homeless. We sat in camp chairs and we, there was a kerosene lamp mm-hmm. or like a camp, a, a battery powered light or something. And we taught a lesson in the dark <laughs> with a member there uh, to these two gentlemen. The right. house smelled like cat piss. And I was like, thinking later, I was like, that was totally like a meth house it was gutted like it, was it was like, like pneumonia abandoned. it smelled like pneumonia yeah and it was yeah. also like people i don't know so i was in really weird gross situations and i was like oh drugs drugs well honestly and this is this is i want to just reiterate this again the reason why this is such a struggle with how drugs are classified right now and stuff is garfield county is struggling with heroin in high school right now in high school yeah i never for a million years like because like weed duh booze duh right you know (laughs) but like heroin are you fucking for real and it's because of the way we're raised where it's just like oh it's all the same thing it's all the same thing and then you're like well my friends are stoners so if there's all the same thing i'm going to fucking smoke heroin or whatever and then we're dealing with a lot of different things here yeah uh one of my best friends, best friends shot himself. He, he, he died, you mm-hmm. know, I think he, he, I mean, I think he was closeted gay, but like, mm-hmm. uh, he was self was medicating Re- with recently? heroin, um, in the past decade. But, uh, he was like self medicating, obviously trying to like suppress his homosexuality because prominent Mormon town, ta- Mormon family. Yeah. He had a, he had a heroin problem. And fucking no one to talk to. Mm -hmm. And the reason why this is also a problem is because dealing with someone with addiction is very hard. And if you are constantly just shoving it under the rug, which we're so good at doing in this state. And yeah, communities. Yeah. You're. It's not going away. Right. It's just not fucking going away. And I know there's nothing more annoying than an addict. (laughs) Right. An addict. Is it, am I saying this right? Anyways, that's yeah. my accent that you love. I do um, love it. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you know, if you see your friends struggling and also for like the young people listening to this or people who are like, don't know much about drugs, ease into it and just fucking avoid, uh, avoid the heavy shit. You know, if you can avoid not being an alcoholic, not being a pop or being a pill popper, not being a he- meth head, not being a junkie, you're doing pretty good. So... Yeah. Also, I think one of the biggest reasons why people turn to drugs is because they're not mentally well. Mm -hmm. And if you can talk to somebody instead of turning to a substance, Mm -hmm. like there is power in being heard. Mm -hmm. This podcast has really helped a lot of people, me included, just to be able to talk about things. Well, it's such an eye opener that people are like, yeah, let's talk. Because that's, that really is what it's about. Let's talk, you know? Yeah. Because ultimately. We all have something to say. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, drugs aren't bad. Not all they're drugs not are bad. They're bad. But um, they're not great either. Like, 
especially if you're going to end up being dependent on them. That's really scary. Right. right. And like, we're going to have like part two is going to be funner because like, Oh yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about like how we love drugs, but like, I don't, I've again, never done meth, never done heroin. Like I have an Adderall prescription that I don't love, you know? And so like, it's just like, you know, like ask yourself why. Yeah. That's important. Why am I turning to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we got anything else for this? Stay tuned for stay tuned for part two. It'll be funner, and there'll yeah, be some actual real advice, fun, happy time <laughs> advice for that weird stories, all that stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we say I these things. You. I love you. Say these things. Name of Jesus, Name of Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> is this the place? Podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.